I remember being any... there and thinking, like, did he go a little shorter this week? And then, like, I couldn't. It was just so gradual. I didn't really. And then the other day, I was like, no, he's he's clearly bald. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. I am the big guy, Ryback. I am joined by Ryan Satin this week here with The Wrestling Report. How you doing, buddy? The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin, brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. I am doing great. I, uh... I cut my hair this weekend. I feel my head's all cold. Looking good. You got the hair? What made you cut the hair? I, uh... You know, when I... I, When I was doing... About a year ago now, well, eight months ago, I had like a man bun thing going, yeah. and I was real over it. So I shaved my head kind of so that I could grow my hair back out uh, in, as one length. But, man, like I, I had like seven months in, and I was doing real good, It was, but it really just starting to annoy me, especially since I do like on-camera things at my for my website every day. Yeah, it's a lot of maintenance with hair. It's a lot of maintenance. It's and I was I, every time I'd see it in videos, it it looked like I was like in an emo band from the two thousands <laughs> or something like that. And so I was like, man, I I don't want people to think that this is what I'm. I actually look like all the time. I don't want to wear a hat every day. So finally, I just got over it and I, I cut it. Do you think you're gonna so. go the Triple H route where you slowly got it shorter and shorter? I feel like Triple <laughs> H went from the long hair to kind of like a buzz cut, and then yeah. he got a little shorter and a little shorter. Yeah. And now I'm pretty sure he's bald with a beard. Yeah, fully. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm gonna go that intense yet. I think that you know, uh, if I knock on wood, were to go bald, like like to start having a receding hairline, or you know, back here having that little swirl. Yeah. If I had those things that were like really starting, I would do it. I'd go bald. I'd I'd, I'd go full Ryback. I, I'd go you know, but yeah. like I, I I luckily my hair does you grow have a good pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I have a decent hairline still. Like my dad, my mom's side both have long. Like, you don't have the Austin hair. Powers dickhead thing where you're like getting the power alleys. So he's no, like Murr no. from Impractical Jokers. That's the worst look I think when you have like the the <laughs> the dick outline on the head. And, like it's like you got to got to just shave it at that point. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you got to go. It's got. You don't be, have that though. Is what I'm. Yeah. No, no, no. Luckily, I don't have that. It's not a. It's not a receding hairline situation. <laughs> I. Uh, It's you know what's weird is uh, and we'll get to wrestling talk everyone I promise but I was just thinking about this while taking a shower literally like an hour ago is the reason I I remembered like I was thinking like why did I grow my hair out long and I remembered it was like two things it was one I liked uh, do where's my car so that is like why time when I was younger that's what came out it was a cool movie I liked Ashton Kutcher's hair but then the other thing was one time I cut my hair got a bad haircut in high school and I like it was too short on the sides and too it was weird it was a bad haircut yeah and I remember everyone made fun of it for like two weeks just Ugh. like they called me like bowling pinhead because it like made my head look like a bowling <laughs> pin and still look at me like, like it's like 15 years later I still remember I remember that no it clearly remember, had an impact yeah and I remember I went like you know my head is kind of shaped like a bowling pin grew my hair out long never looked back 
And then you never just, wanted just, anybody else to control your destiny with a hair, yeah. a bad haircut. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I, it was a mixture of the two things. And then I liked the long hair. Yep. I did like the long hair once I got there. Very pro but, wrestling. Yeah, very pro wrestling. But but yeah, definitely. I, I thought about that the other day because I, I remember <laughs> I looked in the mirror this morning. Remember I got right when I got right before I got into the shower and I said to myself, Hey, you know what? My head doesn't really look like a bowling pin. Fifteen like, years that, later, you finally <laughs> you you're over it. Yeah. This is so. <laughs> I think that I think uh, I think that does still linger, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who's had some people say something in high school that lingered that long. But yeah, kids are cruel I, in high school. I feel like nowadays, but maybe your friends would say something if it was bad. But like I don't know, maybe not either. No, if they if I knew that story with you, I wouldn't make fun of your hair if you had the worst haircut. I was like, no, clearly that had a traumatic impact. Like it dictated yeah. what you did with your hair for the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. It, I, it, I didn't really think about it until I looked in the mirror and I said that to myself. This show I is also we see this a so Doctor Phil like show as well for all our new listeners that we have this week. <laughs> I think it's from watching. Uh, I was watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy all weekend, so I think like all that got to me. And people digging deep in their emotions there. I do so, think though you should just go a little shorter and a little shorter and just keep. When you are ready to go bald, you just ease people into it. You don't okay. go full-blown bald. Ease them into it like Hunter did, and you'll be good. Good, good. Noted, noted. I literally the other day go, when the f*** did he go all the way bald? And I like <laughs> I didn't notice it because it was so gradual, and I was just like, yeah. He was sneaky about it. He yeah. was real sneaky about it. Yeah, no. He did, he went like, he like buzzed it more and more with each one until it was gone. You, I remember being there and thinking, like, did he go a little shorter this week? And then, like, I couldn't. It was just so gradual. I didn't really. And then the other day, I was like, no, he's, he's clearly bald. I remember when I worked at TMZ. Uh, I broke the sto- broke quote unquote story <laughs> on Triple H shaving his head after he had that long hair, and I remember that was like when my uh, I had so many people make fun of me like, oh, you're on the hair beat now, but I was I was like, hey man, that was a big deal that when he was. shaved his head. I was like, man, Triple H was like had such long hair. That was his identity. Hair. Yeah, that was like part of his thing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, someone I was. I wonder why they didn't do a hair like, versus. They could have got a payday out of that with a hair versus whatever, a career match or something. They definitely could have. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, considering how much he loves the business, I'm shocked they didn't. Yeah. I'm shocked. I am too now that I'm thinking about it. That's a very <laughs> selfish move. I think he did it on a whim because it was really like on a random Tuesday like when they hit me up like, hey, do you want the first picture of Triple H bald? And I was like outside. Lost of the bet to Vince and they just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. Well, while we're on the topic of Triple H, I think he was involved in one of the biggest stories. Well, one of the big stories of the week, um, and that is the fact they finally booked it. Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania. It's happening. WrestleMania 35. Uh, no holds barred match. It, that, that's officially going down. And I think that um, the segment was awesome, but I think that making it a no holds barred match was the way to go, I think. I, uh, You know, they're, they're both kind of playing the tweener role here where it's like you're going to cheer whichever one of the two that you like yeah. and they're not they're both kind of being bad guys they're both you, you know them you know their histories yeah. you know and so you know Batista's playing like the Hollywood kind of very thing. Hollywood of him how he showed up yeah yeah absolutely oh, like the Hollywood rock thing he's going that way with it and and Triple H is doing the like oh you know this is the business and you always leave us and blah 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 so even though they're angling it where, from a storyline story standpoint, you would see Batista as the bad guy, I think it's really kind of like 
they're both gray area. Yeah. Here. Well, Hunter's been a bad guy for so long too. He wasn't really. There's really been nothing to make him a good guy outside of the the Flair situation with all that. But it, it's kind. of, I agree with you. It is. It is exactly. They're just. It's just. It's just a big time matchup. They're paying off at, at WrestleMania between the two with their history and whatnot, which is what Dave always wanted. And uh, yeah, I thought it was well done. It's. Uh, I will. in having the the that type of match is. Um, I would. I think that was a good call. And Hunter knows, and too, he's been out. And that, that when you have toys to play with, it makes doing a match a million times easier. And, and let's, let's be honest, if they were doing a straight up wrestling match, with all the other matches, the other seventeen or so that have rumored to be on the card, how's that going to kind of fit into the whole picture? So give them. They'll be probably the only match on the card. I would dare say Hunter will make sure that we'll be able to kind of have that kind of match which will keep the crowd interested in it probably all the way. It's so. crazy. When you said 17 matches and it's like, man, that sounds like too many matches. I'm sorry. I love wrestling. I love WrestleMania. I'm going. I bought tickets. I'm going. I splurged the last second. <laughs> well, I, I'm giving me the press box. I bought plane tickets. And um, 17 matches is a lot of matches. Like, that's – is it – Yeah. Is it going to be 17? Is that how many? Yeah, it sounds I feel like, like but we're inching closer to that. It's yeah. getting longer every year, longer yeah. and longer and longer. And I was reading there was something that on um, something about the, the the reasoning on it is because of the media con- getting just getting the, the the content and having it because they're making money on the content after the fact on top of uh, of what they're getting for people that get the network for it or whatnot. But it's. Um, I can't imagine being a fan and sitting there for 17 matches, plus getting in and going. Now, unless you're, like, drinking and just have the time of your life, but, like... Which is probably, let's say, like... Everybody from England, for sure. The UK. (laughs) 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 Whatever percentage, they're all drunk. It's I'm 70% English, I could say it. It's... But yeah, uh, you're right. You're definitely right on that regard. No, you know, I have a friend, a good friend of mine, who's going, and even he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm not going for the, I'm not going for the pre-show. Like it's too, it's it's an it's its own show. The pre-show, yeah. like the the pre-show, the matches there, it, it's as long as like an NXT pay-per-view. You yeah, know? and they're, they're crashing to like the panel and everyone while you're just sitting there. For 30, 35 minutes waiting and, and just like it's, man, I, I don't know. I, I get it from, it, clearly they're doing, there's a business reason behind it. But it's just, uh, I don't know how people do it. But from the morning getting up and the production, it, it one, it's an all day thing. But the amount of time you're actually sitting in that, it's, whew. And how many, match, like as a wrestler too, there's only so much you could do in a wrestling match. Which is again, why Hunter and them. Very smart to do that because there will be a lot of wrestling matches and there'll be a lot of flips, a lot of dives, and there'll there'll be a lot of the same stuff match after match after match. So doing having a match where where they have that element where they could do anything will um, make it a more interesting matchup. So they definitely have a different toolbox to play with. uh, That and you know I wonder, I wonder if we're gonna see a flare involvement at all i feel like flair's got to make his involvement since no holds barred match it's now. like the sting match hunter they had all the, the the cameo appearances which gets the pop which gets the reaction and he knows that i think you have to 
have the nature boy. I think that would uh, be very fitting. I was saying to, and I don't know if they can make it happen, but I was telling, I think, I think I want to say I was either on my podcast or just to one of my co-hosts. I was saying that um, they need to get Chris Pratt to do a run in in the match for, for Batista. Yeah. If Chris Pratt punches Triple H and then, Drax hits him with the you know the Batista bomb. Yeah, like that yeah. would be, that would be everywhere. That would be like the big WrestleMania moment that Chris Pratt came in and like there was a Guardians of the Galaxy thing like at WrestleMania. That would get them good coverage too. Especially with James Gunn being announced as coming back to yeah. the franchise just last week. I didn't week. even think about this. That is actually would be very smart publicity. That, dude, if, if they could make it happen, if I mean I, I was trying to think of like I mean Chris Pratt. No, but Chris Pratt likes wrestling because I remember, I remember he did. I've written about him on the site. I remember he won some award once, and it was like an MTV Movie Award or something. And he wanted to thank every single person who like influenced Star Lord. I want to say, yeah. and he named so many wrestlers in a promo, and I was like, yeah, I, that's awesome, I like that you know. Yeah. So I. Like uh, that would be a huge one, uh, but yeah, I think the no holds barred stipulation was a good call. One hundred percent, and uh, because there's there's going to be a lot of pro wrestling on the show, so I think if they can get outside of that element, and then you have that allows anyone to be become involved as well, essentially, yep. right? So it's yeah, totally. Which would that would be that would be a cool that'd make the match a memorable match, and it would it would I think they they'll be fine either way, but. Just as having that much content, it, you want to definitely have something. You know, it's like if you have the only steel cage match on the show. You want you don't you don't want there to be three other steel cage matches when you have a steel cage match, or and vice versa, or anything like that. So, ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Yep, yep, totally. And speaking of Triple H, um, you know, the big question for the past, I'd say, two weeks now has been what was going to happen with Tomasa Ciampa and the NXT Championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he was injured. Uh, he suffered a neck injury. Uh, he had to get surgery. He's going to be out for a little bit. He did that surgery. So at the tapings this week, Triple H finally came out and said that he had planned on announcing Gargano versus Ciampa for the NXT Championship at TakeOver. Uh, but obviously that could no longer happen due to the injury. Um, for anyone listening who doesn't want to be spoiled of NXT next week, uh, fast forward for the next couple minutes. Yeah. But uh, he he announced that Johnny Gargano is still going to be in the title match. Okay. Um, and then he had to he was going to face the winner of a five man match that was later in the taping. Okay. Um, and the the it ended up being Adam Cole who won the match. Okay. So so it's going to be Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the NXT title in a two out of three falls match WrestleMania weekend. Very. Um, cool. Very good. Still a great match. Um, although, it's got to be a bummer for them. I mean, it, you know, this was going to be like the WrestleMania match. They were finally going to end yeah. the, the champ. They were going to finally end this two-year-long storyline. 
uh, as both of them were going to get to go up to the main roster, you know, uh, or at least that's how it seemed. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, Johnny hasn't even been on Raw in a few weeks after yeah. he was brought up, yeah. you know. So uh, this whole situation is very unfortunate, but I do feel like that's still, you know, still a good main event. Absolutely. I actually saw Adam Cole. He was at the, the signing I was at. He replaced Ciampa, actually. I was, did they, how did he break his, or did he break his neck? They didn't say. Uh, I'm curious how that happened. They didn't give like full details because he was wrestling and it didn't look like, you know, this is what he had. He had, um, he had to undergo anterior cervical fusion, fusion surgery. Which is, um, and you know more about that kind of stuff than me, but which okay, um, he, so he had his neck fused essentially. Yes. What, yeah, which is a disc related, which could be. I don't know if that how what what the extent of a disc injury. I, from what from like it's weird because I saw so many different things. Like I saw some that said he could be out three months, some that said he could be out six to nine months, some that said it could be even longer. So I. I, I I didn't want to put anything in the article because everything I saw was so wildly different than yeah. than the other article that I wasn't really sure which one to trust. Man, that's a crazy injury. He's not how old is he too? Is he thirty in his thirties? Mm. He definitely has because he was in developmental background when I was. He is year. yeah, he's a year older than me. He is thirty three. Okay. He uh man, to have your neck fused at that age though. That's that's not good. No, especially with the style that, you know, you know, I would imagine because you got to be careful. There's more guys doing pile drivers and things and as cool as it is, that's what I say if you're just off even by a little bit, that's it's there's there's no uh the room for error on, on that is is non-existent. So, you can't have Oh, yeah, it. no. A- absolutely. And he was doing a lot of like that stuff before you know, some of those matches in NXT too, where he was like getting pretty hardcore with it, like doing those like he was getting spiked pretty hard on yeah. his head in uh, when he was taking off the mat in some of those yeah. matches stuff. And you know, I'm no critic or whatever. Like you know more about that kind of stuff than me in terms of like, but 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 just looking at it from the outside, looking in, like it definitely looked like some intense stuff on his yeah. neck all the time. And I I used to see him in PWG too, where I mean like. I, I, I've seen him involved in some, te- you know, matches that were definitely painful looking. And yeah. so that's Regal I mean, always is talking about that with the guys Regal because Regal's had his neck and he didn't do any of that. Like, but it's, he's, I've seen him constantly putting out things on guys on doing certain things. Like it's not worth it guys. This is, you don't want your neck. Cause his, like his neck he's done. And like, once it gets to a certain point, it's like the one thing it's like the back, it's just, the neck, though, is, is it's it's a very sensitive area, and uh, there's a bigger picture in everything. So, well, just talking to you, like to be honest with you, like doing this show with you, uh, you know, the past few weeks or whatever, how long it's been, um, really opened my eyes to like even you know the backpack stunner. I loved when you used to do the backpack stunner, yeah. and like now hearing like how you feel like how badly it you up, yeah. Like I, every time I see someone do a stunner now, I've seen multiple backpack stunners since, and I'm like. Yeah. Man, like they're gonna get messed up, dude. Like, <laughs> no, it's I, I. I feel the same way, and I remember I just Regal told me early on, and it was you just don't you don't feel it. That's like the guys are doing the moves, you don't feel it. And, and but what happens is when you do it years on end for years on end, it starts accumulating, and then the damage gets to a point where it's like 
You know, if we didn't have stem cells, I would have had to have five discs fused. That would, that's too, I would have been done. There's like, like no questions asked. So it's just, and I'm still dealing think, with it. Do you think this is something that he could come back from? That's what I don't know. People, I don't know the extent of everything, but that's what I'm. They, like, they really didn't put out a lot of info no, on it. But, they but really look at, didn't. Look at, so look at Jason Jordan, neck injury, possibly done, hasn't come back. Austin had his neck thing. He had to change his style drastically on all that. That's what I'm saying with the particular style now. That's the result at 33 and not saying it was any particular one thing. I don't know the details of all of it, but you have to. That's what I think guys that sometimes look at when it becomes just a move-oriented sporting exhibition rather than a storytelling from a psychological aspect sort of thing. It's What's the end game on it? I don't know. How long is an average career now? I don't know. But you're seeing guys younger and younger. Paige, you're seeing these that it didn't happen this often before. Granted, it happened on a freak accident here and there. But it's like, how many more are we going to see? I don't know. And you saw guys wrestle till a lot older age, I think, too. Yep. I, you know, I, I, my co-host always goes like, "Oh, that guy's moving a little slower," and I'm like, "He's in his forties. Like, calm down. You know, yeah. like he's not, he's like, or you know, he's not old. You know, like, no. we used to see guys wrestle way old. Jerry like, Lawler's big... still going strong, wrestling the yeah. same style. And by the way, as over as he's ever been in any appearance I've ever done. Yep. So, and his, he does this. He does the same style, and he he knows he does his stuff that's over, and and it doesn't it doesn't he doesn't need to do dives or flips or anything where he's landing on his head and he's he's over, and that's why I was even like, the Rock and Roll Express are still over. They're when still they making do towns. They're, yeah. they're going strong. It's like it's <laughs> those guys. I'm telling you, it's that used to be. You could still turn it up and go balls to the wall, but it's uh, but you don't even do it like in the first match. <laughs> No, like I don't know. I sometimes I'll go to a show and it's like that was the first match, man. Like, calm down. Guys like, you used know? to try to figure out how to do a match and to do the least amount possible and get the highest reaction possible. Yeah, which is it's all for the reaction. Where it kind of like, well, how let's how much can we stuff into this? And it's just a different mentality. And it's not there's not a lot. There's nowhere to go from it essentially. And when you're a wrestler, you want your career to go as long as possible so you can make as much money as possible. Because you could, if you just start plugging in anybody and it just becomes about moves, then you're not really that valuable at the end of the day. It's I, also interesting, you know, I, I didn't grow up watching Japanese wrestling no, or, or, or like, you know, I wasn't a tape trader or anything like that. And people were like, oh, well, you run a wrestling site and you weren't. Well, no, I, I really did. I watched all the TV wrestling like in yeah. America. Like that's what I watched. Yep, you know, I here. loved it all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see the rise of so many people in wrestling who who didn't necessarily just grow up on WWF yeah. and WWE and stuff. And it's, it, it is interesting to me because, yeah, I, you know, I'll see people talk like that are my age talking about, you know, watching, you know, stuff in Mexico and Japan and blah, blah. And I'm like, I did not watch any of that. Like, I only watched whatever I could find of ECW and yeah. that was deepest i got you know it's a different mentality man it really is and there's there's no right or wrong but it's like there's people that and i grew up watching wwe and wcw and and that was it wwf when i was really young so i always was drawn to i never like i was drawn to the character aspect to the stories and to the the larger than life and the physicality but like i never 
I liked finishing moves and different things, but I never cared what moves were done during them. I never remember watching a match and caring about the moves. It was the it was everything else, and the moves are a part of it all. But it, like I remember all the guys, even look at you, how Sean used to wrestle and things. They didn't do a million different moves, any of it, and it was it was as captivating as ever. It was because yep. they were storytelling and psychology, and it's it's just a different. But if you grew up watching just it from a sporting exhibition and that was your mindset on it and you were like that it's just a different mindset is all that it is so and now it's kind of like merged together but can't even me even me at my age right now and i run a wrestling site like i still think i'm not that critical when i watch wrestling of like the in-betweens and maybe that's bad i don't know but like i you know my co-host will sometimes say the most nit my, my co-host in the recaps and that's why i like doing the show with him because he's so opposite from me but yeah. sometimes he'll say the most nitpicky thing and i'm like i never in a million years would have ever looked for that because i'm just not looking for that you but know? he's like, watching it from a different state that's what i'm saying like they're yeah yeah, yeah. because we've merged them together now and, yeah. and like it's blurred where it's like the, these two different styles have somehow meshed and you can't necessarily mesh them. So you got fans that are super critical because they're watching, looking at it as a sporting exhibition where they're just solely looking at it from a move standpoint. And then you have other people that are watching it for the entertainment standpoint. And it, so it, it's, a, it's a really weird thing. Absolutely. Honestly, that, that like um, clash is one of the reasons why I really tried to stop, um, you know, I tried to stop, like, if I see someone who has a different opinion than me and being like, what, you're crazy, you know? I finally realized, like, people just like different things. And I yep. I sometimes feel like it's an impossible job to write that kind of a show because there's so many different audiences to serve. Like, you know, there are so many shows on TV where they're serving such a specific audience. Yep. Like, they know who they're serving. Um, with WWE, it's just such different crowds and such vocal audiences yeah. that – aren't the majority and it's like that's tough that's really tough how many wrestlers do you have and people are going to identify with different wrestlers and be finn balor is going to be somebody's favorite and 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 bobby lashley is going to be somebody else's favorite and so like who no matter who you decide to let win or lose there's going to be there's going to be backlash and, and different things and finn balor sucks bobby lashley sucks and blah 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 like there's just because there's just so many different things people are appealed to, and that's what you want to give them the the variety and the option. But and like you said, that's the you have the that's the right mindset is people have different opinions on things, yeah. and like and there's a way to you don't have to always attack somebody because they have a different opinion or this and that. But although I did attack my my co-host the other day, he's your friend. He was so it's trying, okay though. Yeah, we're friends. Okay, he was trying to say like that Ruby Riot should be getting pushed like Ronda Rousey, and I was like, Yo, dude, you're out of your mind. Like you know. <laughs> No, and it's again, and then, but for whatever reason, he there's something about her that he really, really likes that reminds yeah. him that something that he likes about how she is a wrestler. So he's heavily emotionally invested in her. So yes. that's what, it, and that doesn't mean any. That doesn't mean Ronda sucks, and that doesn't mean, but but people will do that. Ronda, you suck. You this and that. You know this is her, should be her, but it's like you're never gonna win. You know, it's just uh, everyone has a different opinion. She started selling shirts today on her website that say uh, "Break Kayfabe." I actually got <laughs> tweeted that. Yeah, I saw it because somebody said <laughs> she goes, "Ronda's stealing your your R." And, oh, that does kind of look like your R. I but didn't it's think also about Rowdy Rowdy Piper's R, and that mine yeah, was just a play. I didn't. 
create that. It's also that. Just the letter R, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it is just the letter R. And I just muted whoever, like, because there were a couple people saying, like, they probably just wanted to get my reaction and just mute. I'm like, I'm not, it's a R. Like, I'm not going to, what am I going to get hammer <laughs> using my R? Like, <laughs> it's on my supplements. I'm happy. I, That's the Ryback font. Yeah, that Ryback font. She's just ripping it off clearly. Like it's. I don't care. Like it's. It's an as, R. <laughs> as a guy named Ryan, I used to love when people uploaded that R logo, your RR, to the community creations on 2K. Yeah. Because I got to use that for all the logos and stuff for like Ryan, so it was perfect. It made it look cool, you know. So, You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, is uh, the biggest story of the week. I think is. Uh, Kurt Angle, he announced that he's going to be wrestling his farewell match uh, in WWE at WrestleMania 35. Uh, his opponent has not been announced yet. He's going to announce it tomorrow night on Raw, or tonight on Raw. Uh, I guess this goes out on Monday. He's announced it on Raw. Uh, but there have been a few people who have thrown their name out there saying they're interested. There's rumors, obviously. I think the 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 biggest speculated opponent is, is John Cena, yeah. I think, at this point. Um, there's also, uh, Matt Riddle threw his name out there on Twitter. I saw, uh, Shelton Benjamin also said he wanted to do a, you know, team angle to finish out team angle. Um, so, so yeah, you know, what's interesting. Everybody should be calling him out right now and NXT get that WrestleMania payday. Like that's, I'm shocked that more people aren't calling him out. Like yeah. Matt Riddle was one of the few. Matt Riddle he calls out a lot of people, though. I know he's like he's, but he's smart because he, eventually they're it's, they're gonna do something. So eventually he 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 almost. I feel like he's gonna be one of those people who who spoke something into existence hardcore with Brock Lesnar because Brock's not looking to retire yet. Yeah, it's like he he's. He, if there's anyone potential, like, I feel like Matt Riddle has he's the laying the foundation for that very early on, yeah. Yeah, he's doing it a very early Bro, on. been saying it for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like how John Cena spoke his re- the, the, his match against The Rock into existence by always calling The Rock out for leaving WWE for Hollywood yeah. and stuff. Um, so so I I, I, uh, I think it's very smart. Matt Riddle is smart in that regard, for yeah. sure, for sure. And I hate to disappoint so, everybody. It will be John Cena. John Cena will get the WrestleMania spot because he's been – he's been their, what? Yeah. They will – WrestleMania is a time to bring in the biggest stars in their eyes. And John has been in such a focal point. And I think last year was so bad with everything with as far as how he was used – and all but don't you that. think this might be too similar to that? No, he don't care. No. They don't care. They, it's, it, it, <laughs> how do you, it's all about, they're, they're doing damage control anyway. You have all these talents. John, no doubt, wants to be part of WrestleMania because he's gone. He's not really there. He's going to want to be a part of WrestleMania for the payday 100%. and for everything else and for his legacy and everything he's done. There's a story there that was, it was hit John's big match with Kurt. Was, that was his first match, essentially. And now, now it'll be his last match. And I think I don't know how how you do it. I I would think I would I don't know if it if it is John. I think it would be nice to see Kurt go out on top then, because John. But John's going to probably be around longer doing so. It would probably be for John. See, that's the issue right there. And I I've been thinking about that part of things. Is that it's kind of full circle, but it's not full circle for Kurt Angle. No, you know, like. That would be full circle for John Cena if John Cena was hanging it up, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the dilemma is right there, what you just said, is like, is John Cena going to lose again at WrestleMania to a legend for no reason? Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know? I, I feel like... But I think he looks at it... I don't think he looks at it like that at this point now because he's done. He's doing movies, so it's just a way for him to be on the card and stay kind of relevant. 
I think in, in his mind, I think even last year, I, if he would have been there full-time not doing movies, I think that that wouldn't have gone down. He wouldn't have wanted to do that because he was going to, he's, he knows, but he's kind of graduated on. So now it's just a way for him to be figured in, in a big time matchup to entertainment. I don't think he, he's looking You don't at, think like losing again diminishes his value a little bit. Don't yeah. you think he has to win? I don't know. I, I, I don't think he, uh, and for us that are involved in it, it's, He's not there. He's made his money in pro wrestling. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get ten dollars off your first purchase with code Welcome Ten at Caskers.com. He's okay. He's, I think it's looking he's at. He's got to win the title one last time, which though. he will. He he will be able to come back and do one more. He would like that's and this this because he's going to be gone for so long doing movies. I feel like that it, pe- this will be forgotten about as far as like that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't think he's close to retiring necessarily. So I think it's just a way to keep him involved. And like I said, it, the match very well may be for him, not for Kurt on that end, because he is going to stick around longer and be working with more guys. So, um, And Kurt has been used kind of in a weird way since he came back, too, where it's very almost weird. weird to me. I feel like even Kurt putting over a young guy, it's almost he's already done that now a little bit up there, and it's been kind of overdone already, where it's not going to have the full effect anymore yeah. so i think it's just a way to for them to do a high profile match for the two guys and uh and have their last moment on on, on a big stage yeah but, you, you make a good point i didn't really think about it, how he has been putting people over since he's been not the gm like he made drew mcintyre look really strong yeah. he worked with apollo cruz the other day Baron, um, put baron and, corbin and, over on raw i think yeah yeah he was putting baron corbin over yeah, I guess that's a good point. And I guess, you know, John Cena not being a full-time person makes it almost more believable for Kurt Angle to be able to beat him. He gets one big moment. Yep. They hug their buddies. It's different than Triple H versus Batista. All right. And it you could know, be Kurt. They, and they might, not, they might swerve. It might be Kurt in the ring cutting a promo. You don't know who his opponent's going to be. It's John Cena. He'll get the reaction with the kids and everybody. John's here. Yay. Kind of very similar to how they did it the first time, and and do the match, and, and I just think it's it makes it's a big time matchup as far as how Vince is looking at this. Yeah, I, yeah, so, you sold me on it. You just sold me on it. I think I <laughs> yeah, I think I was. Somebody's gonna be really mad at you, like Ryback, sell you on that. <laughs> right, you said it should have been Velveteen Dream. Though. <laughs> I, I, no, and I and I again. Great opportunity for something like that. And it, but, but you're right. I think you're right. At the end of the day, he has put over other talent. It does make sense. Just It gives John Cena something to do. I Actually, the only reason I didn't think that John C- it might not be John Cena is because they've been talking about John Cena so much in relation to the United States title on SmackDown. Yeah. Yep. That's the only like red herring of like where it's been like, well... You know, and, Truth keeps doing Cena's moves. Yeah, I think that maybe he's going to be involved in that somehow in some kind of US which title. he very well may, and this may be a way to kind of to spin people to, to throw people off 
so that when Kurt, it is kind of like that open challenge thing for his final match, and then you do do a surprise entrant, it'll get, it, say it is Velveteen Dream, it, like then it's, it has a cool, you know what I mean? It. So who knows? They're, yeah, totally. they're kind of, it could be, they might already have John's stuff figured out, but they're keeping that in to kind of throw people off. So it is a guy we're not expecting. So. Well, Vince, you've got three weeks to WrestleMania. Please give us a better idea of some of these 17 matches. Because the, the clock is ticking. How many are we at? Nine right now do they have? Or? It sounds, sounds like something like that. Here, wait, I can yeah, pull it up yeah. real fast. Hold on, let's see. I WrestleMania. What, uh, Man, what are we going to have for WrestleMania 40? 34 <laughs> matches. Oh, God. It's going to be two days. A multi-day event. A- you just bring bring your sleeping bags, kids. So we've got seven matches right now. We've got Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. We've got Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. What do you think should be an event? It's got to be the women at this point. It's got to. Like, yeah. it's not going to – as much as the, the feud has cooled off a little bit in, in the way it's been booked – I feel like if they don't main event now, they're never going. They're, they're, it's it's going to be like uh, they're not their only chance. I shouldn't say, but like this is their best chance they've ever had with, with a big best star like Ronda too. It, like it's yeah, I you think do it. And by the with the amount of effort they put into the women's stuff this year, it, again, it'll be great publicity from a company standpoint. And I think it's and do it in that way. It's been done. And then if it happens down the road again, if another opportunity comes. But like you said, they had a the energy and focus was on that match, and it might have cooled off a little. But now is as good of a time as ever to probably do it. So I would agree with that. It's three weeks away. It's like you know who knows what's gonna happen, Ronda. And if you if Ronda isn't good enough for the main event, then it shows that you really don't think the women are gonna be good enough to ever main event. So yeah. like you gotta do it now. You got it. Like Becky's as hot as she's ever been. Charlotte has been killing it. Like creative aside. It's yep. like the, the momentum is there. Which Much more so. The reason why they did the triple threat too was in case they for, for that with Ronda and the time, you could cover stuff up really well with the triple threat too. Absolutely. So that's... Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that regardless of the reason, more people Monday morning are going to be talking about what happened with Ronda Rousey than what happened with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So that's what I think is the most important and I think that should be in the main event. I would agree with you um, on that. Yeah, and then, okay, so we got also Triple H versus Batista, Kurt Angle's retirement match, uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. That's a packed, oh, and then Ran, uh, Buddy Murphy versus the tournament winner for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Um, that's a packed card as it is. So usually you got the match- Battle Royals things for the, the Andre the Giants, usually pre-show, typically, Yep. for yep. those. And the, they have the women's one now. The formerly, Do those the, count towards the 17 Lula. matches or no? And they have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have to, right? That's, That's nine matches then. Because they'll probably do the Not Moolah Battle Royal again. <laughs> and then uh, there's also the probably going to be... The Birth of Faye Battle Royal. <laughs> um, and then there's also probably going to be tag matches. There's going to be two tag matches, nine, uh, ten, eleven. Um, then there's also got to be a U.S. title match, so twelve. And then, yeah, so yeah, we're getting closer to 17. We're definitely getting closer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what those matches are going to be. So <laughs> I bet Bray right. Wyatt returns too, but yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he'll win the Andre. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think he's going to, he'll be, I hope he's going to be in the Superstar Shake Ups and they've waited this long. Yeah. And they'll, they'll do something new. 
I hope he comes back just like as a dude. Like, yeah. not like, you know, just like a dude, like a random dude, but like more so like him. Like, yeah. like cool, tough dude. There's Similar definitely how- more layers that could be added to the Bray Wyatt character that indefinitely, because he could always go back to doing exactly what he did. Yep. He's, a, he's a cool dude, legit. He's one of yeah. my favorite people. So it's... He seems like such a cool dude. And so I don't understand, like, well, as I don't understand. His character is a really cool character. But I think that there was a brief moment where he was almost going to be a face. And then he got sick or something happened. Something happened. Yeah. And it was like when him and Roman looked like they were going to kind of be cool with each other. And they never went back to it. And I feel like they need to go back to it to where, where – we see kind of like the Mick Foley to his mankind, yeah. you know? He's a very funny guy also. People, he's, and I don't want to, I'm not saying this based off of his his look, but like I, I always loved Chris Farley because he have his comedic humor. He's very Chris Farley, like in his humor, like with your, when you're friends with him. And I don't, and he's going to get pissed at me. I'm not saying it because of the way that he looks because he's, he's, he's <laughs> Jack Tannen in shape. I love Bray Wyatt. I always told him I wanted him to be bigger. I always thought, I go, I like my Bray Wyatt Husky. Like, I want you to be 350 pounds. And he used to get pissed at me because he was always getting leaner. He looks great now. But, like, I, he's very. Yeah, you guys were both on NXT together, right? Yeah. He would be down in, me, him, and Bo Dallas, we used to just sit around down in developmental FCW. And I used to talk to them all the time. And, man, like, I, was, we, I, called, we, I called them my best friends, even though they weren't my best friends. We always pretended we were best friends when we were at practice because we would talk about <laughs> best friend stuff. And, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a great, there's so many qualities about him that would be endearing to people if they allow you to see it. So that's like, if he did a podcast, people would love him. Like he's, he's just a fun guy. So, yeah, I, you know, ever since he got, um, an Instagram page, like he's coming around, he's coming around. This guy seems kind of cool, you know, like he was so guarded before. Yeah. He's very protective of the character, which yeah, like, and then I'm telling you, he's, 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 he's such a. He's. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying how great of a guy he is, but he's. He is. No, no. Jamie Ivy, my co-host on Wrestling Street Radio, is also friends with him, and he's like, no, he's literally the coolest guy. Like, yep. I, I've never heard one person say a bad thing about any him. wrestling fan that hates him, if based on whatever his character. If they actually knew him, they you wouldn't like you would you be your favorite person ever. It's yeah. No, he he's one of those guys where I'm like, dude, he like he's you know he's uh he gets hot girls. But he's like still just like keeping it real, you know. Like, you got you got to respect a guy like that, yeah, man. Yep, like absolutely. you know, he, he keeps it super real. That's what I, I like. <laughs> someone who keeps it real and is still just like getting hot girls, living the life, you yep. know, like doing what he wants to do in life. That's all you can. That's all you can uh, achieve to do. Absolutely. Well, with that, Ryan, thank you. Is there anything uh, you'd like to plug to wrap up this week? Just the website, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can check out the news throughout the week of all the stories that I post. Uh, you can check out all the podcasts we do. You just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the different platforms. We're also on YouTube, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. There's a Raw recap, SmackDown recap that I do where it's on video, uh, free of charge on YouTube. Uh, and there's also Wrestling Sheet Radio every week, like I said, with Jamie Iovine, uh, my co-host Elijah Bates as well, where we talk about all the top stories similar to this. Uh, and I think that's it. At Wrestling Sheet is the is the social media handle, at Ryan Satin for me. Good deal. And uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back with JD and Asian Joe after these messages. Thank you, Ryan. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good Pizzas and Enchiladas. 
Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back. Joined by Asian Joe and JD, the gang, two weeks in a row. It was, uh, I was supposed to have C.T. Fletcher on this week. Yeah. And my apologies, I, I talked to C.T., he was very understanding. And uh, there was um, an emergency I woke up to. I was supposed to record with C.T. 12.30 on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, I woke up to some more bad news. It was uh, this week. Sophie, little Sophie. I woke up to Sophie. As anyone that's listened to this show, broke her back for the fourth time in her sleep, and uh, was fine going to bed. Nothing out of the ordinary. Completely good. And then woke up to her shaking. I know because whenever I wake up, the dogs will. Uh, once I take off the old CPAP mask, they come rushing to me. They want to yeah. give me kisses and. They're really excited. Sometimes Sophie will be knocked. She likes to sleep a little longer while I go brush my teeth and get going up and about. But uh, this particular morning, she did not move. And I went and brushed my teeth. I figured she was just tired. And she was looking at me when I came back. And I could tell I just the look in her face. She looked scared. And I go, oh, no. And I like reached over to like put my hands on her because I could feel if she was shaking like crazy, yeah. like all over again. So it was, uh, had to get ready really quick. Just get my, get a sweater and shoes on and, uh, drive her across town to the specialty center once again. And, um, uh, which I'll talk about that, but little guy actually had these dogs. I, I, I don't know who's testing me, but I love animals, so you don't have to keep testing me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. My love for animals isn't going anywhere. Um, but little guy got a growth out of nowhere on his leg, and it yeah. was like really raw and red and just huge growth. And um, I go, what the hell? I would have noticed that before. And it was like, I didn't know if he like it, like raw, made it raw at the end, but it was like bright red. Like probably a bud bike or something. Did he look like a bud bike, or was, it was like no, no, much bigger. Okay. And I go, well, let's go to the vet, little guy. Take him to the vet, and uh, that was on a Monday. The doctor, who's who's our regular vet at the Aliante area clinic, had uh, said he it looked like a histiocytoma, which is common in terriers, which is like a it's a raw growth that just comes out of nowhere. Which this came out of nowhere. And, uh, but we had to make an appointment for Wednesday. They could have given him some medication and tried to see if it would go down. But if it doesn't, you got to cut it off. So he's like, you might as well just cut it off. We'll send it for testing. He goes, I don't think it's anything because little guys, he'll be two on the 26th. Yeah. And, um, so I'm waiting to get back the results on that. But by all indications, it's a histiocytoma. 
which is not dangerous, but 600 bucks for that because I had to pay the deductible yeah. on the insurance. Sophie's, luckily, her insurance doesn't renew until next month, so she was covered 90% of 6000 So I ended up having to pay about 600 for Sophie. About 1200 in a matter of like five days for the two dogs, which again, though, could have been much worse. So big shout out to True Panion. Yeah. If you have pets. Uh, That's the insurance? True, True Panion's the pet insurance. Yeah. They've uh, been golden with all of this. And, you when know, you say she has to re-sign up, are you talking about the policies? Well, renews. Once renews. you have the policy, you keep it. Like it's they, and for the price that you got, and they're really good with all that. But like they... There are things like with pre-existing conditions, obviously. Is there an age limit or is it like? No, not with, they would, I guess I got Shebra put on it older, but Shebra like had a pre-existing condition. So I had to pay cash for all of Shebra's cancer stuff. Oh, okay. Which was uh, my dad's dog, but you're welcome, dad. But it was, uh, yeah, unexpected. You almost have to like, when you get a pet. Like whether a dog or cat, you literally have to do their research, because you know each each breed would have certain elements. I think what Different. labs labs would have that hip dysplasia or whatever it is. Same thing for pit bulls, um, you know, because he always says like there's common and certain yeah. you know. Well, Frenchies are known to have like health problems. Yeah, that Which, I, I mean, was unaware of until you get one, and then. Yeah, I remember like Sunny. Sunny always had little allergy problems. Right. Which actually, I just found out Sunny. Uh, Sunny, what kind of dog is Sunny? A little French bulldog. bulldog. Okay. He actually now has an eye problem where he's on eye drops. I found out. Oh man. That six different eye drops. He might have to have surgery on his eye to remove an ulcer. Wow. But like just constant health and like back problems are really common in Frenchies because right. of their build and they love to play and run and jump and yeah. jump off of things and which that was Sophie. So, um, they don't... almost, it's not an exact science either because, you know, like even, even meta, you know, human, you know, going to a doctor, you know, it's not exact science, but like, especially with dogs or uh, pets that you can't communicate no. other than there's, you see them in pain. Yeah. It breaks my heart. She's the sweetest dog. And like they, this is a situation like they've, the people I've talked to, they've seen a dog have this many back surgeries before. They've never seen anything like this in a short period of time, right? With disc after disc just rupturing. And again, is the same? Is it, it's always the same place? Or no, is it different it's spots? different spots. So that's the other. Here's the the I guess you could say the silver lining or the the positive in the situation is, according to them, there's only three more discs that would be prone to rupturing now. I say only. We we've crossed the halfway point. Once they fix a disc, because the material and it, dogs aren't like humans in the sense that we walk upright. Right. They don't. So they don't have the complications we have if we had a disc rupture. Um, now, it could have, if they had five or six discs in a row rupture, then they could have some instability in the spine. But there's ways to correct that also. But what is happening, which is happening with her, we are lining them all, they're, they're connecting. Um, this one was towards the back. Um, I think the furthest back, there's one other disc behind this one that they said, though, they would be truly shocked if that one ruptured because of its position where mm-hmm. it's at. Um, but once they go in and fix the disc material, when it comes out in a dog, though, typically, though, it bruises their spinal cord. Um, where in a human, if that happens, it doesn't, the, the material doesn't go into the spinal cord. It goes off to the side. 
Which is a herniated disc, right? Yeah, I believe so. In that, so Sophie, though, on this last one, it went off to the side, luckily, and it, she's able to walk on this now. She didn't get any paralysis. She does have a little bit of weakening in the legs, but once they go in and the material, once it's gone, they, 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 however, they, the disc scars in, in, What's the word? The, the scars over. Yes, scars over. And they, uh, the the chances of a disc re-rupturing are very, very low. And on top of it, the material is already gone, so there's no material to, to rupture out. Mm-hmm. So they the, they've had they said out of hundreds and thousands of procedures, there have been a handful of dogs that have re-ruptured a similar a same the same disc years later, but. It's, they said it's very, very minor. And they said with the amount of, they said in her ruptures, 90% of the material is, is gone. Mm-hmm. So what is there really going to be left to rupture? So uh, I'm just hoping, hoping it doesn't happen anymore because it's, she's so depressed now. Like she's just sad and uh, it's a lot of work. It, like it's been 14 months of care, which is like I said, whoever's testing me, I love my dogs yeah. and, uh, I will do anything for my dogs, but I'm surprised. Like I mentioned before, it's like I'm surprised they didn't create like a exo, you know, exo skeleton suit or something for dogs or a compression body suit or something. Well, they do make back braces for them. Problem yeah. is, and I talked to them about this because yeah. I looked into that last time, and they said it won't do anything because it's the disc disease. It's rupturing in her sleep. Oh, that's crazy. yeah. She's not moving. That's not moving. So there's insane. not. It's not like it was. A, a situation where she ran and, and jumped and her back went out again, which mm. even that you can't control that. And they've already said, I control her. I don't let her go up and down the stairs and she knows not to go out the doggy door anymore, but occasionally she'll jump on the couch right. and she likes to sleep with a little guy. If I take my eye off her and, and occasionally if like the door rings, she'll jump off the couch, mm-hmm. um, which has happened a handful of times since that. But that's, they've already said like, she's, She's allowed to do that. You just don't want her to. Mm-hmm. And there's also really, I I can't control her all the time. And right. I can't leave her in the cage all the time because she gets sad. So I got to let her out. So it's, uh, we'll see. It's what, a balance. Yeah, it's just balance. Yeah. But they, uh, there's a stem cell doctor there again. I'm going to, Dr. Mason, which they, I talked to the other doctor, the guy that operated on her, did a great job and, um, they're still trying to find out this research on dogs. They they haven't done stem cells in the dog's disc yet, so I don't know if she would be a client or a, a candidate, candidate for that. Yeah, but it's uh oh. What are you drinking there, JD? It's actually green colored uh, fizzy water. Ah, I thought you were having a green beer. I got my I green I'm Starbucks. Yeah, uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day there. today is Sunday as we record. 10% Irish. I've Irish last name. As I've mentioned, as I've mentioned a thousand times on this podcast, nobody cares. No. <laughs> I will say, well, now there might be more people that care. We had a quite the interesting uh, dilemma this week. Uh, shout out to Total Engagement with Matt Kuhn, um, which is another wrestling podcast. We, uh, I was told Lipson, who we're with now, because we went from Audio Boom. To Art 19 and Art 19 to Lipson. And uh, I just signed on with the CL, CLNS Media, a new advertising agency, mm. which is uh, going to be huge for this podcast. 
and uh, looking forward to, to working with them. But Lipson advised me something's going on with all of this because once we left Audio Boom, that's when the other guy used to handle all the stuff for the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> when we left Audio Boom, we were we were doing phenomenal numbers uh, at the time, and uh, and it was growing and it was only getting better. When we switched to Art Nineteen, all that disappeared. And, and I shouldn't say all of it, but a big portion of that disappeared. Uh, and there were multiple things. And we, we don't know, we're never given answers. And I've looked into it probably a hundred times and nobody can give me a direct answer. And uh, listening metrics have changed drastically, though. We, Libsyn has the strictest listening metrics. So for advertising, it's great because they get a very true number of how many listeners and whatnot. But Libsyn advised me that Audioboom had never done a 301 redirect. And how Lipson came about that, I'm still waiting to get all this. Long story short, though, is the channel I was given by Lipson, which was my Audio Boom channel, or supposed to be my Audio Boom channel, which I copied and pasted the message to send to Audio Boom, ended up being the total engagement with Matt Coon's show. Mm. So Audio Boom, whoever we were dealing with there, didn't check anything, and they just did a redirect from the links provided. Which, so our show then was showing up as this other guy's show. So, because I, I saw on Twitter, he had a thing where uh, reaching out to the platform and, and iTunes and everything, because if you click on his show, it was my show image and all our shows. Okay. So there was... When uh, did that first start with him though? Just recently? Just here yesterday, two days ago, two or three days ago. So it, mm. but it, it all happened on the, one way or another. There was, there was a major flub somewhere in the line of all of this, but I don't know. So if you're joining in for the first time or the second time to conversation with the big guy, Ryback, welcome aboard. We got Asian Joe, we got JD, we got Ryan sat we do interviews. We, we, got, might, we might disappoint you guys, but hopefully. Probably will unsubscribe <laughs> very shortly after this. But, uh, but before before you unsubscribe, you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes so you can actually understand why we talk to each other the way we do and some of the running jokes that are continuing on. Because if you come late to the party, you might not know why the party started. You know, and so and I do say, you got to start with JD and uh, and Asian Joe. You don't want to, there is a run with Phoenix Marie. Phoenix Marie saved the show. There is a run with another guy. You don't have to listen to any of those. <laughs> but if you want to, from here on out, you can start with Phoenix. It's an entirely different show. And uh, but now this is the best version of the show. I think, uh, I think it's, Unanimous amongst us, anyways. Yeah, I mean, we have now a YouTube. We're a biased. We have a YouTube video, three for three. We got a video. We got a YouTube show, and uh, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Feed Me More channel. If you want to see the, the the video version of the show, and like I said, we got some big guests. We got CT Fletcher. We've had big guests in the past from wrestling, Thomas DeLauer, the Anabolic Doc on steroids, and we're gonna have many, many more uh, people uh, from all walks of life successful people i don't know though i had to, i have to unfollow i was telling you this jd i can i get my fix of successful people on ig sometimes and i just can't stomach it all the time take a break yeah like you said you got to unfollow them for a bit and i just just like i i, I hate uh social media is great on a lot of things but we don't want to go i i just can't 
I find the less time I spend on it, the happier I am. Yeah, I'm the same way. Well, yeah. The only time the only time I look at like social media is usually when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, toilet. Toilet. To- toilet. But I I find and like I've really really just backed off a little bit here, and I'm like, man, I'm just so much happier. Hold on a minute. If Joe is on social media only when he's on the toilet, and he's already stated many times that his DM on Twitter is nothing but dick pics. Mm-hmm. Ah, kind of creepy. Well. Uh, What's going on in your bathroom, Joe? Well, I mean, and how, how dirty you can, is you that can, situation? You can use your imagination, JD. I, no, I don't want to, actually. Well, you, you brought it up. I love that when you're replying to these pics that come in, it is when you're on the toilet. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to see the... Uh, the, the successful people, though, that I was going to say. There's like... I just feel every it's just all so attention driven. Is it like the motivational people? All of it. Yeah, I love it all, but yeah. it's just like there's no right or wrong. You for can any only situation. I think you can only take so much though. Yeah, you, you can't, can't follow. Just... Like I think you just got to pick like one of them and then leave. Because then they, I I had like three or four on there yeah. or five, and I was just like they all were showing up all right with each other, and I'm like you, you gotta you gotta realize that they're probably also competing with each other too. Oh, they are. So and it's, it's like they're competing for money and attention. Exactly. It's just like, man, I told JD this all the time. I just want to do, and I, I, I often question having a business now because I don't. I'm not. I'm not the most social, interactive person. I, I was like, I would just want to do real estate and investing, and now, and I don't give a. F- nobody recognize me for the rest of my life. Blur my face out for this podcast on the YouTube thing. Just yeah. hear my voice. I would we be just, happy with we that. We just shut down the video, Dan. Just yeah, just shut video. down the video and just go back just, to audio. Just like remove all the uh, the images of you. Like, cause I, it was, uh, and again, like I did the show and I, I enjoy doing it and all that. But I was like, I don't care if anyone recognizes me. I'm not. I was like, I, I just, do. Just, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You honestly, you think I do? I don't. <laughs> I don't, Joe. It's your uh, new gimmick. Your new gimmick. If you come back, can be uh, Phantom of the Opera mask. Come back in just a disguise, yeah. Yeah. Then, then when you when you don't have the mask, people won't know who you are. That's my mistake, JD. Is I got into wrestling and I didn't wear a mask. How sweet would it have been for all those guys back in the day, who were over and had masks, and all they had to do was just not wear their mask. Yeah. And nobody. It was. It's, it's the like greatest Batman, thing yeah. ever. He's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you get to live the best of Batman. Both you get or, to be famous. Or, super, one, or Superman. One part of glasses. your life, you're famous. <laughs> yeah. And then another part of your life, like Kane's big mistake was when Kane lost the mask. Yeah. Everyone knows who Glenn Jacobs is. But now, now. he's a mayor. He could have ran for mayor and nobody knew. He, but just... he is mayor. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking no, that's about? what I'm saying. But he could have ran and nobody knew. He could have won. That's true. I don't know if he would have won. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But he well, is... no, he did use, didn't he use his, 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 uh, I'm sure the wrestling under... helped tremendously yeah. on it, even oh, though yeah. he's, he's more than qualified. I'm sure he's an extremely smart, intelligent man. But, but I think he, I, I remember smart. years ago, and I'm talking years ago, like, you remember a show called, uh, I think it was like VH1 Behind the Music? Yeah. So Man. they had one, they had one um, about, it was like, the the most talented people you've never heard of, or something like that. And there was a guy, I don't remember his name, go figure, he wrote, I think he wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time for Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And I think that may have been like his first big She didn't write song. that? 
Come on, she's 17, 18 years old. But listen, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is that she sound. She sounded like she wrote it. That is good. Good point, Jay. No, 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 she looked like she. she I remember being in high school when that came out. Yeah, ninety nine. Western Western Warriors. Yep. But anyways, this guy wrote that song, and then he wrote like one or two others for her. He wrote one or one or two songs for uh, Backstreet Boys. One or two songs for NSYNC. All these songs were like number one smashes. This dude. They said is like, and he wrote for other artists too that he was worth like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, he makes a lot. Of look- and nobody ever knew his name. Nobody knew what he looked like. They're like, and they showed that he had like all these cars. He could go out in public. Yep. No, nobody mobbed him. He could like. And you can go out anywhere and get treated like a king because people will see the the money and and but at the same time it's just like you're not being mobbed for no. autographs or pictures. And I remember seeing that because this was in like. Sorry. Is that Stone Cold Steve Austin's music? No. Oh. He, uh, I mean, this was probably 04, 05, so I was probably five years into wrestling, and I was just like, there was something so appealing about having that amount of money and respect and being able to go out and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. No, I think we, we were talking about this earlier. I think we made a big mistake with wrestling, J.D. It was just, it was, we were intelligent guys. We could have just used our brains to make money. And uh, which I'm now. But why did we not think we had brains? That's another thing I brought up because the (laughs) the way we, you know, we're indoctrinated when we're younger. Like, if you don't have a university degree or a college degree, yeah, you're not technically smart. Well, as long as you don't buy a college degree. (laughs) No, that is though. That is very true. They, you're seeing it more and more now with people. There really is no. A lot of this stuff, though, and I always said, like, it's like I equate it to now. Obviously, a doctor. You want them like specific things it applies to, but yeah, like, I don't want uh, them going on WebMD when we're in the yeah operating. yeah. But like a, a personal trainer, for instance, I know a lot of personal trainers that aren't certified. No, the the there's both actually, but a lot of them that are that have have all the certifications in the world. They have all apparently all the knowledge in the world based off books. And they look like they look like because they don't know how to apply it because yeah. what you learn isn't always what works in the real world. Mm-hmm. And there's and I was saying that's what me and I was talking to JD about this with with intermittent fasting and keto and there's so much more at play. The only way to really truly know is real world experience and actually doing and trying things and doing it. But there's no difference necessarily. A personal trainer that say has 20 certifications, trainer A and trainer B has no certifications but does nothing but read and applies. And, and for, the, for the last 20 years, he's been learning all this information and applying it and doing it. And his group of tr- clients that he trains looks exponentially better than group A's. Right. Because he has real world experience and real life experience in applying things. But that person, trainer B, might be frowned upon by the world mm-hmm. because he doesn't have status through certifications. And that's something that in a lot of is a lot of it's money driven. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is like there's no one one correct way. I'm just saying on that. So I don't know. But where it's the it's the it's the certifications, right? Like that's what I'm getting at. Like we're indoctrinated because people didn't realize how much information was going to be available one day. Yeah. So people have put certifications on a pedestal. Yeah. 
yes. whether it's from university or, or college or, or like these other Ivy League schools and stuff for, you know, specialty schools. And and then, of course, you know, tech schools came along, you know, to work with computers. And then that was like put on the same pedestal as university and college. But, you know, a lesser certificate was like if you went to school for trade, a trade. Yeah. Right. It was like, oh, OK, well, you're not going to make as much money and you're going to be doing dirty work. But, hey, at least it's a certificate. Everything was better than having no certificate. If you didn't have a certificate and you didn't come from money, you're probably not going to amount to much in life is yeah. the mentality. Right. And I mean, I could tell you right now, even in the, in the early 2000s, wrestling five, six, seven years, at least once a year, especially my dad, it would be like. So how long are you going to keep doing this? starving you get beat up all the time with the wrestling with wrestling wwe calls you but they don't hire you they email you but they don't hire you they call you but they don't like how long are you going to keep doing this every year and it's the same thing it's they tell you similar things but they don't hire you like how long you you know just if you stop now and go back to school in four years you can have a degree best decision ever and blah 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 and you know, the whole time, like I said, my most of my adult life, I thought like I was just intellectually average because I felt like once I finished school, I sort of Maxed peaked. Out, yeah, yeah. And but there's so much information now, and I mean, there's information, but we can learn anything we want, whatever we want. We can have as much knowledge as anybody else. As a matter of fact, statistically, they've shown a lot of people who go to school and do get a certificate aren't as inclined to continue to learn uh, afterwards yep. unless it's a certain field like doctors have to you know continuously yeah like because yep. they feel like they they reach that goal and now they move into their career and everything become they complacent kind of and they're satisfied kinda. with that yeah and yeah yeah whereas like well did you hear what's been going on in the news with the celebrities paying their kids to go to school Wait, what? You didn't hear Yeah, it? but I mean, that's nothing new, though. That's been going on for Yeah, it's going on for a while, but it's, I don't, it's I the fact... I live in a bubble, Joe. We've but talked no, about No, the fact... Yeah. No, they, they spend, like, half a million dollars to get their kids into, like, prestigious schools. Oh, what's and wrong so, with that? Well, or they, they, buy, they basically buy scholarships, some of them, too. Right. Like, water, water polo and... Like, yeah, what they do is they actually Photoshop... They actually have... They send photos of their kids uh, Photoshop playing a sport. Yeah. And then to get scholarships for for them to, to go to school, to, to more like sports sports scholarships into like Yale and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So celebrities so Photoshop this, their kids playing basketball. Yeah. This is, remember remember from Full House to get, House, in, to get uh, a, and, a paid scholarship to say Yale for basketball. Right. Well, I don't think it's a paid scholarship. They call it a scholarship, but the parents actually, they actually pay for it. it. But what about so? Just hold on. I'm confused here. So little Johnny is the son of uh hold on, I'm trying to think of a, a big time celebrity. Little Johnny, the son of Charles Barkley. Sure. Just for the f- argument's sake. Charles, Sir Charles pays Yale for this scholarship for little Johnny and sends photoshopped images of little Johnny playing basketball, but little Johnny doesn't play basketball. Right. Right. So what happens when Lil Johnny gets to Yale and he's expected to play basketball? No, he's a bench. To. He's a bench warmer. He'll never play. But he got a scholarship, and he, but he, they right. have to. So well, that's have, just how it, that's how he got accepted into the school because sometimes if you don't necessarily have the grades, 
your your sports will you know it's like a combination yeah right yeah they so that's make... what yeah yeah so so this is so this is uh if you watch Full House, so the coach has to like just put up with little Johnny then. Right. The... So if you watch Full House, uh, Aunt Aunt Becky, yeah, it was a great show. She sent she sent her was a daughter or son. And her daughter, yeah, her daughter didn't even want to go. Yeah, even her kids didn't want to go, but she paid ridiculous amount of money to send them to. What sp- kind of money did Aunt Becky make from Full House? I wouldn't. Well, it's remember syndication. So, you know, and they, and they did redid it on Netflix. Yeah, too, yeah, and she was two. she was actually shooting for the new the, the the new Full House. Fuller House. Fuller House, yeah. But now because of the whole scandal stuff, they let her they actually they arrested her for Eden for like what a million dollar bond or something. That was the uh something like that. Yeah. And then and then they dropped her from Fuller House. And then, Wait, she's not on the show no more. No, they they're they're not shooting. Aunt her Becky's anymore. the one that was mess, married uh, to Uncle it's Jesse. Just, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, she was the good looking one. Yes, and then well, she's the one who got got, and then, and also uh, Felicity Hoffman, uh, I think married to what William H Macy. She's got. She also got uh, got arrested. <laughs> Do you think Fuller House? I'm so stuck on this. That should be written into the storyline that to write her off that she, Aunt Becky gets arrested <laughs> for. That's right. That would be a great. Uh, but it goes to prove that like it's not always that have that, money. Yeah, it's it's always not. It sucks a, not to have money. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like they're saying too. You know, with uh, all of Trump's kids. Yeah. He, like it, he, they all bought their way into school. They're all dumb. They're not smart. Everybody knows they're not smart. They just they they're very clean cut. Yeah, they're always dressed really nice. It's like Jared Kushner. A lot of people actually say he's dumb when he when he opens. I think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, he exposes himself. But look how clean and proper he looks. He looks like he's smart. He looks like Perception a gentleman. Perception is reality. Perception's reality. So people Triple just H told they, me that once. they never question it, right? So, and that's not to make political comments. I mean, that's no. been talked about for decades. We're well, not so a political a show. That's listening. pretty much what it is. It's not a political show. But yeah, it's, yeah, this stuff's been going on forever. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you have money, I mean, that's. People, I mean, everyone's yeah. born into different yeah, situations. You, you, can't, realize, you can't blame the kids or anything. Yeah, necessarily. but no, it's no. what sucks is that like if someone who actually truly deserves an opportunity to be part of it, yeah. and then someone else, yeah, that's what money, they're saying. Like, that's they the issue. Yeah, life's not fair though. That's what I. If there's one thing I know for sure about life, Joe JD, it's life's not fair. Right, but. You know, it's life now, but, but I mean, life's not fair, but guess what? They got caught. They're going to pay the, the consequences. Yeah, but Aunt Becky, that's, that hurts. I wouldn't have expected her. That, that, talk about a, a show, a wholesome show that makes you look like your character. Wait, I mean, look It's at, really hard to picture Aunt, Aunt Becky doing that. Well, look at Bob Saget. I oh, mean, he's a filthy oh, mouth. Man, when, when, when I, I heard, ever heard of one. for the first time, yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> That's like people when Phoenix came out of this show with me. I had to really wholesome Ryback with Phoenix. It's... I was gonna say she looked wholesome. No, she... No. <laughs> she actually just texted me today. Yeah. She she texted me a very odd text. She goes, "What's the name of that jackhammer thing you have?" Oh, that massaging thing. Yeah. Well, that wasn't what I'm like. And she sends me that. I was at the gym. And Dude, like, you should have wrote back and been like, since when are we talking about my penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that almost was my response. Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, no, I go, I go, what are you talking about? And uh, she goes, that massage thing. And I go, oh, the warrior massage gun. And uh, she goes, yeah, I jackhammered you. 
because she put the gun on me. And uh, yeah. and I go, you wish, Phoenix. And then we, a couple other texts. And, <laughs> but I call it Phoenix the Peg Marie. The she's, Peg Marie. Yeah, she's very good at it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was... Uh, I didn't know that existed. I mean, I've, I've heard of... I mean, people, obviously, are gonna, with our school system, are going to pay to put their kids in. Yeah. You want your kids to have the best education possible. For sure. That's Which, understandable. Like, that would never knock anyone. Can, but, you know, at the same time, too, be, you know, between Aunt Becky's daughter saying she didn't want to go, well, and you can, just ima- Aunt Becky. Yeah. <laughs> you can just imagine over the years how many kids didn't want to go, and the parents like, you're going, and they mm-hmm. bought their way in, yep. and they just skated by and didn't really learn just so they could get that certificate because yeah. the certificate gives them that, oh, yes, mm-hmm. I graduated from Yale. Oh, my son, he graduated from Yale. Yep. That would suck. You got to think about it. You look at a lot of the most successful people in the world, they come from nothing. Yeah, Bill Gates. Almost uh, all of them. The all Damon D- John D- was, was, was poor. D- you know what, actually, go, going back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago with the statistics of the people who um, get to a certain point and they plateau. Yeah. So there, I can't remember the ratio, but in the class of millionaires, more millionaires come from um, help, like whether it's the inheritance or connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But more billionaires come from nothing. Yeah. So there's more billionaires than there is millionaires that in the ratio that came from nothing. Yeah. And they're saying like that's one of those things because you get someone who who had all the help, handouts, connections. And they might make ten or twenty million a year, but did you like? Did you watch that Manny Koshbin interview yesterday? No, I haven't been able to. That's another thing we got. I got so Cox like, is you know, coming they, out. My YouTube's not pulling up on the TV, but they they came, he came from Iran. Yeah, and you know he learned because the family was poor as as a, as a teenager how to make a few dollars here and there, and it just graduated, you know, over the next fifteen years of his life. And eventually, he he found his way into real estate. Like he was selling nuts. I'm he gonna was selling, watch that because that, that looked really and interesting. It's and he, you know, what the guy said like, because he's he's sold, bought and sold probably seven eight hundred million dollars in real estate. Yep. And he said, uh, "What, what makes you keep going?" And he said, "Because I'll never forget the feeling of anxiety." Because there was like a, a couple week period when they first moved to the U.S. that they all had to live in the car. Yep. Because his dad got a job, but it was going to be two weeks before he got his first paycheck so he could get a, an apartment. And he says, I'll never forget the anxiety of living in the car. Yeah. And making sure, like, that's what drives me. So there you have a guy who had no, he went to just, you know, public school. No extended education because they had to work because the family yeah. needed money. But he was driven to just, you know, he wasn't intent at making Fifty thousand dollars a year, or seventy-five thousand dollars a year, or finding a career it was. I got to take it to this next level because I was here. That's so. To that point too, that's what I was for me because I grew up with a great childhood, middle class. Like I didn't have anything to like that. That to always did good at everything I ever played, like sport wise or anything. But it was when I got fired from developmental in. Louisville, Kentucky at OBW that, and actually being scared and like having, like being essentially poor and living and living in a little studio apartment 
And like that to me, I go back and look, that always is, a, that scares the living out of me and not having, not being able to go home because I had no money to go home and like not, there was a lot going into that. That always has stuck with me. And, and that's just my story that helped me motivate me to kind of get me to uh, another gear for me. But there's a lot of people I was saying that if you come for money, like Mike Tyson's kid, I've heard like Rogan talking about it when he had Mike on there. Mike's kid, one of his kids wants to be, wanted to get into boxing. And Mike's like, no, 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 no. You, 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 you're not cut out for this. Like, cause he, he had it too easy. He knows that he didn't have anything. He knows who he's going to be going in there with killer wise and guys that get into that, yeah. that have nothing and that, that, that hunger and where like they, him yeah like him and he knows in that in that yeah. just ferocious animal mentality because you know if you don't make it you're gonna die like that kind of hunger and that's what that's why the fighting game is such a, a short-lived thing for a lot of people and like this is why it goes back to connor you how do you duplicate that same hunger when you have all, like, when he had nothing and, and, and was struggling in the story, and it's amazing, that hunger is on a whole other level that now he has all this money, he has the whiskey business and all his other projects that are now income just flowing in, flowing in. He could still train his ass off, and, but is it the same? Because in, deep down in his subconscious or what, he knows he's okay. He knows that if he loses, he's okay. Well, but Even it, if he, yeah, but to that point, that was the you know, he channeled his hunger, which is what got him to this point. Yep. And you want to, I mean, especially in anything like the fight business or boxing, you want to get it to the point where you don't have to fight anymore. No, absolutely. Right, because I I just saw the other day they were saying, uh, with. In the last year, year and a half, they estimate, you know, including his, his Mayweather fight, they estimate him making north of $250 million. So a quarter of a billion dollars. Like, And this guy was on welfare five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. Which, But you take that and say, say I would say tax-wise, 35%. Well, it depends because they have ways of... Yeah, yeah ways of, there's different yeah. ways, yeah. But I would say, I would say safe, safely, say 30%. With everything that would, that's gone. And then, but just in the fact that, like, my thing is just from, uh, for the fight game, for that, these guys and they're fighting for money. And, and it's that once you get a certain level of money, it, like, and it happened to Tyson, the hunger just went down a little bit. You're competing at a level of where even just a little dip can make or break you. And like, that's where, like you look at Rhonda when Rhonda was there, she was on top for how long. And that, then you get a certain level of, of money. You get a little fame behind it. It's even if you just drop just one little bit, there's always somebody else that's going to be at that, in, in that field anyways. What is it? That's always going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be just like in any sport, you know, in football, you know, you can sign a big-term contract, and then all of a sudden you get that one injury. Yeah. And all of a sudden this guy, this new kid from, from college, you know, making $500,000, you know, takes your spot. That's why I'm saying, though, being a kid and coming from money, essentially, though, you're never going to – like, into JD's point on what he said, if even though you could you, you inherit, inherit millions of dollars from your parents, once you have money, it's pretty easy to make more money. You can it, – it's not – necessarily you can hire a financial advisor and they could make you 
a lot of money with that money. Yeah. Where, but that could be to where you see the difference between somebody that comes from nothing then there's more billionaires because they have that hunger that fuels them on past that. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who's just get, inherits millions has the millions and then they kind of just kind of just kind of string along because right. they really don't have that hunger for anything more exactly. because they never had to. Yeah. And there's not, that's just, it's human psychology. Like you can't that's knock why them forward or anything I know, like that. It's, I know Warren Buffett, like he's giving all his money to charity. Like none of his kids is having. Opening up a charity. Yeah. Well, none of his kids is getting a dime from him. But I actually, don't know how if I. But you know, the thing is, though, but a lot of his, but a lot of his, um, I think there's only, I think only one of his kids, um, are not successful, but the rest of them are successful. You know, they got college Ooh. degrees and stuff like that. But imagine being that one. That's yeah, the black sheep of the family. That's but, t- I don't know if. Do you agree with that, JD? I don't know if I. I mean, again, every. Double it eight. all depends on the individual because y- y- I've met enough people who. It's almost, I mean, you see it with wrestling, right? Like they'll have brothers and sisters that are being successful. And it's almost like they wear like a badge of honor, like I'm going to be the black sheep. And they go out of their way to sabotage, to be be the black sheep. Like it's not like it's, it's organically played out that way. They're just like them and everybody. I'm just going to do me and I'm going to turn the volume up. And it's almost like, okay, come on, like settle down here. You're, 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 now you're trying. You know, it's one thing if by proxy you're the the black sheep, right? Like maybe you yeah. just didn't go to university or something. But when you're going out of your way and you're like putting extra emphasis on your looks and, how, you know, just everything you're doing, then I don't know. Man, I don't know how I feel, though, about being Warren Buffett's kid and not getting a little bit, a little salary just to mimic daddy's investments. Just to get, I can see just him give, not. Just I, give, give him a little I, nudge. But I could see him not giving them money. I could see him giving, giving them device. Them stock. Well, yeah. stocks. Oh, stocks. Um... Stocks. Because that's what. How do you not have him as a dad and pick his brain? Though? Listen, there's a. I've I've met many people in my life whose grandparents, the family didn't really have money, but the grandparents invested money in stocks. Yeah. And put it so that when the kids turn eighteen. Or, or whatever they, the age, they, they get the stocks. Yeah. And 30 years later, it's worth a boatload of money. But the kids grew up without it because they, they couldn't touch it That's, or sell it, right? Yeah. And for listeners, I think uh, if you're thinking about doing that for your, for your grandkids or your kids, Aurora Cannabis would be a nice play to uh, put some, some money in and just let it sit uh, for a long period of time. And, uh, don't wait! Don't wait too long because the ship may have sailed if you wait too much longer. It's uh, we are we are we are uh, we are on the hike, the march up the mountain. The sails have been. I don't know what I'm looking for. Analogy, JD, help me out. Any? The, the, the ship, ball has begun ship, rolling. The ship might have a rocket on the back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 God, good times. And it's gonna, it's gonna get, and it's gonna give birth to all these little yachts. Yeah. <laughs> How you gonna have a yacht? In it's been a hell of a week in the in in, <clears throat> in the investment world, Asian Joe. Aurora Cannabis. We are. Uh, I got Justin Robertson on it. He's. Uh, I got Stu Bennett in on it. It's Is uh, Stu still in it. Oh yeah. He was he very happy. No, he well he got in at the wrong point. Went after the market crashed. There, but he's uh, he's 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 held on. He's oh, uh, he did, did yeah, he? yeah. Well, he did because that was such a drastic fall. 
which yeah, I wish yeah. you would have put a stop loss on it, but it's if you do a short tight stop loss, which you got to actually with this sector is with the the range. It's not smart. It's not smart because a lot of them get triggered unless you put it really far down in case of an emergency where. But even then, you're going to want to get back in, and um, it's just too unpredictable. It is, but now everything is really the the volatility it's, is it's settling. It's settling down, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, dude on all the indicators of everything I've been going. Yeah, there's indicator after indicator after indicator is just showing the green light on this right now, and we just crossed the MACD line, which I was telling you, in a really strong position, which it. I think we're going to continue to go up for, for... Well, that analyst, Cohen, came out on Friday. Yeah, we've had the big dogs. You're finally speaking and up for, it, for and, Aurora. And uh, they said, you know, it's only been a week since we gave the... Uh, they were rated as overperforming. Yeah. Which, which means the stock is... Undervalued, right? Yeah, the company's doing better than it's worth, so it should be the stock should be higher. And they said, you know, with the news this week with uh, Pelts... We we believe that you know everything we said last week. This is just a catalyst that we can get there quicker. Yeah. Well, that and they said is... they, they also said they wouldn't be surprised if partnerships were announced sooner than originally anticipated because that's what. And apparently, I didn't know this. Uh, I've heard he it has, this week. Possibly he has he has been advising Aurora for a couple months. Which yeah, and he, he was invested in the stock already. Yeah, also, a million, million and a half shares, which like I that. saw again, because uh, which we I had actually mentioned this with some of the with the SEC and some of these articles with the Motley Fool and Seeking Alpha, particularly. But the um, there were people going around saying because an article that he wasn't invested in the company before, if he was if he believed in it so badly, it's just again people lying in false information out there. It's like no, he really was invested in the company before, and he's been advising them in talking to them for quite a while on different mm-hmm. things. And they just now made it public, but well, they just, they made him a deal. Yeah. Well, because to, you know, have a seat at the table. Because yeah. The timing, timing is everything in this where now that, which just tells me everything that they've said is completely accurate and they're on track for, and they know that they're, we've known this all along. I mean, you've talked. It makes me wonder when they said he's been advising for a while, it makes me wonder if the previous offers they had, he had them turned down. If he advised them to turn them down, which I believe is probably pretty accurate because Could it, be. patience is, is truly, truly something, uh, in this, in this sector. And they knew, I think everything was so early and you just, you don't compare yourself to other companies, let the other companies sell themselves out and just keep, keep doing they had a game plan they stuck with it and they're going to reap the, the rewards of that now because they're going to they've already they're the number one company in in my opinion now but they're going to blow like you said i think the rockets are going to be strapped up to the ship and uh we're gonna have a flying ship jd okay yeah they always what's the saying in the stocks is to the moon to the <laughs> to the moon right we're going to the moon is there anything past the moon i would <laughs> yeah well, i guess we'll find out if, just so everyone knows, though, if, if everything disappears, if my social media disappears, this show disappears, and uh, you may see images of all of us uh, on the Bahamas or somewhere in Tahiti having drinking Mai Tais. Or... You know what's funny, too, in that Manny Koshman interview, he uh, talked about uh, he got into stocks there for a little bit. Yeah. And he was doing day trading, but he said, I was fortunate enough. He goes, I got into a couple different companies 
that did like share buybacks. And he's like, my amount of money increased exponentially in a very short period of time. And I took the money and bought real estate, which is what I'm doing. My whole game plan on all this. So that's, and I was just like, you know, cause if Aurora, you know, like I said, there's say we ever get up 20, 30 bucks a share and they do a buyback. I'll be gone. We can just, you won't see me, you know, it's crazy to think what we could wake up at. Cause I mean, I've had it the other way too. I was in a California company, Terratech, and they did a reverse split, which is sort of the opposite. Yeah. And they did a four to one reverse Jesus. split. So I went from have I had only 25% of the shares left. I mean, the price was higher per share, yeah. but my amount was only 25%. And I was just like, yeah, it's, you know, changes it, the whole tune of that investment. Well, that, yeah, that's sort of the ugly way to reduce the share count. Yeah. And, uh, which is not going to be happening with, a uh, with us. Well, they'll reduce it, but they'll do it through a buyback. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to be anytime soon. They'll have to get to a certain point. Well, it all actually... It all depends on what deals or partnerships are made, too, and how quickly we... The, the profits. Yeah. Come. Which will happen this year, so. It's... Um, in with legalization in the United States, with their Australis... Australis? Australis? Is that... I think it's Australis. Australis spinoff, which will all merge back together once all this is cleared up. It's going to be... If you don't know anything about investing, just Aurora Cannabis, guys. That's the. That's but the, don't ju- don't jump in, and then if the waves get a little bit high, jump out. Yeah, no, you need to you need to sit tight. That's what I told Justin Roberts. I said, put your money in, and just let it ride. And I go, I go, and I told him, I go, just keep increasing your stop losses along the way. Keep it in the safe zone away. I said, just for whatever reason, if the economy crashed, you want to always protect, especially once you have profits. It's okay to have stop losses and, and cash out at some point because. But you want to, like I said, I'm going to be invested in them for for the foreseeable future. We have been already for quite a while. So yeah, put your put your flood pants on, and I mean, there's even been the odd time where we need to snorkel. But yeah, oh, it's, there's <laughs> lost hundreds here. of thousands of dollars at one point, and uh, down that was yeah down that was a yeah. bad feeling. That was a really bad feeling. I'm not going to lie, but I didn't. It wasn't. You just keep going about your thing because you never really lose unless you sell, and you ride it out. The good times with the bad, but and uh, luckily we we turned that all around. The uh, I was going to tell you there was a guy. The uh, you know what you should do with the money, build a advertising bowl, for this podcast <laughs> bowling bowling alley car wash combination. Dude, we talked about this. This is we? already my <laughs> dude. I. Wash your balls and your cars. <laughs> well, and also massaging parlor too. No, legit. I'm not even kidding. Legitimately, feed me more suds. I I want I want the car wash. They just built another badass car wash on Ann Road, like yeah. the Wow Car Wash. Yeah. On Craig and Rancho down there, I got a membership for both my cars. I literally, they you get the membership, you just drive on in. The gate opens up and you go in. And they they guide you in. Your car goes in and you go through. It. Beautiful. Nice clean car wash with the scratch resistant brushes and uh, nice vacuums. And they just built another one on Ann Road because in Vegas with the desert, it's dusty. you get the right location here. The, that wow car wash is just slammed every time I go. Just cash flow. Just a big air balloon of me with the feed me more with the end of the entrance. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure feed me more suds or feed me more shine? Ooh, that's not bad either, JD. 
The main thing is it's a, it's a, it's a spin-off of the Feed Me More LLC corporation. Wait, I thought, public, you, I thought you said you don't want to be LLC. famous. I don't want to be famous. But then you, you said you want a big, big blow-up dog. It would just be the arms. Oh, the just the arms. The face will be your... blurred out. <laughs> okay. Big hulking body. <laughs> the arms are like as the cars going. It, it, can just be, it can just be a big pile of suds. It's, or what you just but these car washes face. are all boring. I want this to be like a an amusement park ride for your kids when you go in. <laughs> and it's just the feed me more. And it's the arms as they drive into the pit. Right into the mouth. No, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's gonna be your clothes. face, and the cars will drive right through your mouth. That's, that's what's going to be. Next thing you know, the, the last part of the car wash is a spit shine. It gets to the end, and it makes a big... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. This is a great idea. Uh, not, even, not with even me. I'm saying but making it a entertainment-type thing, because car washes are all the same. They're all the same, boring. You go in, blah, blah, blah. What if you got little noises being made? Especially when you get your car, when you get your car detailed, it's gonna be like a thirty-minute, forty-five-minute wait. Yeah, that's what a, the car wash would be extra long. It'd be like an amusement park ride. Yeah, that's why you have the bowling alley because it's like play a game while you're getting your car done, or get a massage. Oh, they have arcade. You know, get to meet the guy from the Pats. Make a life. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. There might be oh, celebrities. Before I know if my supplements are being sponsored by the Patriots. Yeah. It all ties in together. It Tom all... Brady gets his 13th championship. With, yeah. with Feed Me More Nutrition. Me just standing right behind him with a big shit-eating grin. Yeah. With the, the owner. Yeah, you get the you get Getting the up ring. the spas after the games. Yeah. The possibilities <laughs> with this guy's are... Freaking millionaire me. going to a fifty dollar. But nobody knows who I am anymore at that point because I'm not I'm not the wrestler anymore. Hair's grown out. Me and the I look like a fucking Bostonian hanging out with a guy. Me, him, and Brady eating after the game. <laughs> no. During my feeding window. No. He's gonna be he's gonna be with his wife. He will be with his wife. In, Brady, I'm, Brady will leave out of this. Yeah. Just me and the Pat's owner. Yeah. Robert Kraft. <laughs> Uh, bowling alley. I don't know if I'd. I'd rather just build my own bowling alley at home. To be quite honest, just yeah, that, that's got probably hard one to. That's a hard one to make money on. I feel like that's an expensive ad- venture too. I'd just rather because that'd be nice. You have well, your no, thing bowling is, but, lane, but, but if you charge lanes, two lanes would be perfect. Yeah, it'd be, but you if you charge like five or six dollars, just charge my friends to come bowl. Yeah, I'll just go bowling. <laughs> Put a credit card machine out to get in the doors, through yeah, the doors. for sure. Yeah, but uh, if you beat Ryback, then... <laughs> the bowling... The bowling alley, do you, you think win. bowling alleys make money? Because every bowling alley they I've do. seen... They do. Have to. Yeah. Because why would why they still be around? But I'm saying, like, if I've bowled back east a few times. Mm-hmm. The lanes back east are pretty shitty. Well, because, yeah, because they don't maintain it. They don't update it. But I'm saying they don't have enough money to do it. No, not necessarily. It's, it's, it's bad business deals, and, and there's a lot of other, you know, the competition with other, with other you know, entertainment they're competing with, too. But with, with bowling alleys, if you make sure you maintain it right and stuff like that, I mean, dude, and especially when you have leagues, dude, you're guaranteed to have money coming in when you have leagues. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. According to a report by Bowling.com, the average bowling alley can expect to make approximately $36,750 per lane per year. Mm-hmm. What? So 10 lanes would be 360000 
And how many, there's usually like 70 or 80 at the casinos, right? No, uh, 60. 60? Yeah. 60? So, yeah. Red Rock, Red, Red Rock oh. has 60 lanes. Suncoast has double-sided lanes, too. Yeah, but it's still 60. It's only 30 and 30? Yeah, 30 and 30. Red Rock, Red, Red Rock has 72, but 12 of them are for VIP. And they charge three, like anywhere from two to three grand. Dude, that's... Red Red Rock's got the sixty, you say? Red Rock, well, Red, is Rock a beautiful. Has, Red Rock has Red, has Red Rock has sixty for open player league, but they also have twelve additional lanes for private parties. Well, sixty at this price is uh, two and a half million. Yeah. So my question now is, what does it cost to build per lane? I don't. We, but you're it's the, you're, you're you got one big cost up front. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's what, what is but the it, cost up front though? Is it that because I'm just trying to figure out how quick before you start becoming profitable? Oh, you get it. You mean if you here you what, go, here you go. I just look at you guys. I'm on top of you. You're, yeah, you're the JD. You've been promoted yeah, to tech guy fine. for the show, by the way. Joe, you're out. Fire. Bowl, bowling equipment costs delivered and installed can range from 15000 to 45000 per lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could definitely build a bowling lane at yeah. home. You got, but you gotta have a long. You have it's long. I could take the backyard. This maybe not this house. I'd get another. But I could. I do yeah, have this. If you space get a, like, if you get a, like a warehouse in the back, oh, get a get, a, get a That's basement. gonna go into my when I rent this place out and get my next place. I yeah. got. I don't care about the house as much as I do the, the backyard space. Yeah, if you can get like, if, there's there's a couple of nice places where you can actually have like a lot of. If you Spanish like, I think, trails has a, yeah. Dude, the bowling in in, in 2017. Bowling alleys were responsible for four billion in revenue. Mm-hmm. How did I not? This is that's a that's a, that's a decent size. It's, it's 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 the most. I mean, it's the most popular recreational sport there is. Feed me more strikes, bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> just feed me more. Yeah. Just ruined it. I actually, I always wanted to work in a bowling alley, but I didn't want to. I, you know, I don't imagine working. Now a hold on a sec, though. You might you, listen. You might be able to. Instead of building from scratch, you might be able to buy one and upgrade it. Just mm-hmm. it's almost like buying an apartment complex, but by you buy bowling lanes and just kind of make some improvements on it. And yeah, you could, I mean that's what I'm saying. You could do instead of starting from scratch. I mean, you you know, give it a little TLC, maybe the, change the marketing on it. But here in Vegas, we don't have any bowling lanes that aren't attached to a casino, do we? No wildfire. Well, well, I mean, it's part that's of wildfire. Wildfire, wildfire is, that's it's like on a rancho, right? Yeah, but that's too. where the ho- all the hotels are. Well, no, wildfire is not a hotel. It's actually a ca- casino. It's, it's a casino, but they have a bowling, a bowling alley there too. Yeah, yeah, wildfire bowling alley. But that's but I'm saying there's just not no bowling alley here in Vegas where you're like no, you go anywhere because, else. There's just bowling lanes. Yeah, there's no there is no individual like bowling alleys here in Vegas. But which goes to think, if you put a bowling alley strategically in by a car wash. Yeah, that people can go bowl a game. Yeah, if you get like a ten lane, a ten lane bowling have alley, have an extra, yeah. have the experienced ride. The, well, uh, hold on a sec. You're always talking. You're always talking about the expansion in North Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So just stop and think. In two years, is it going to be populated enough and busy enough, enough traffic to there have a has. standalone without a casino? I would say yes. Aliante, though, and there's no bowling alley up here. No, there's no bowling alley. And I think I keep thinking Aliante is going to add one on eventually, because all those like that would make the most sense for them. Yeah. They they now. And you know what you do? You know what you do? You make it into a recreational complex. 
Yeah, arcade. Arcade, laser tag. Bouncy, yeah. A, a bunch of yeah. Yeah, something, a little something for everybody. Well, it's kind of so like, like um, something, yeah, yeah, just anything yeah. to attract kids. Yeah. Yeah. Parties, Those. private parties. Birthday parties. You can I have mean, tournaments. You make it. You don't make it into like a like a like a bowling alley. You make it into like a bowling lounge. You know, entertainment. You know, like have movies playing and yeah. But you you could you could have league teams set up in that location. Like you know, with the hockey here, each arena has its own league. Yeah, and right. So like you could have start a league that's just based out of that alley, and mm-hmm. then like maybe one night a week or two nights a week is delegated to those teams of course now you're now you're getting the money in from the teams this is uh i like i like i like the the path we're on here it's a hardwood path this is (laughs) with that i do need to i do need to to use the bathroom it's always when i when i start rocking really fast is when do you want to go pee now while we keep talking you guys we guys keep the show going if you want i'll go take a quick piss break we take a break for we can take a break also because it's not a live show so (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break guys we'll be right back after these messages hey what's going on guys it's the big guy ride back and i want to talk to you about fuel meals my personal meal prep service i've been using for years meal prep at your doorstep Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10 count creatine. We just released our GTS go to sleep high powered sleep aid. So if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all natural GTS sleep aid available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Speaking of feedmemore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. We are back. I was going to the, did you guys see the, uh, there were two plane crashes. Mm -hmm. Did you see that, JD? The Boeing, it was with their Boeing jets. Ethiopia Airline, I think there was a plane crash on March 10th. Uh, Like 157 people died. In the water, right? Yeah, it had to do with. Uh, wasn't it the water? There I were thought. two crashes. One was in the water, I thought. I think and the one other was, one was, wasn't. Wasn't. I think it was e- Ethiopia. Um, yeah. But it had to do with the Boeing uh, 737 MAX 8 and 9. Um, and so They're new planes. They're new ones, right? They're... I guess they're they're fairly new, but um, which I just flew when I went to St. Louis and United. I was they had a new plane there and back. Yeah. 
and I'd never flown in because I could tell the bathrooms were way smaller and everything was really new. Yeah. And it, like, smaller? They made, yeah. They made the bathrooms in these ones, particular ones, and they were regular size planes. They're like slanted. They, they, they cut the bathroom down because I think they the one extra seats. got an extra row of yeah. seats in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the bathrooms are tiny. <laughs> Dude, this was, I was, yeah. Well, they're tinier than these new United planes. It's crazy. But, but uh, they grounded, I think, because of the, the, the Boeing still kind of, they don't know what's going on. But it had a lot of the pilots actually reported a lot of problems with the new planes. And they even said that the instructions on the plane, like on the planes, were like unacceptable. You know, for how to to repair it and maintain it, or like how to, you know, turn things on or whatever. Um, so I think they were talking about how these planes would just somehow automatically just dips. That's what I was going to say. I, I, that was what I read in the report that the planes had nosedived and they yeah, couldn't nosedive, override yeah. it. They kept happening. They couldn't override the computers. Yeah, right. And that yeah. it's like so it was an AI malfunction. On these planes that weren't, which is insane. If it'd be calling AI, <laughs> no, that's what I'm. It, no, right. that's what it is, though. It's the artificial. Art, I mean, right? I don't. I don't, I don't think no. I don't well, think I don't it's AI. AI. I think it's more of a well, like a programming software issue. But how would they not be able to override? Well, it's just like when your computer crashes. You know, it's like the only way you can do you can do it is reboot it. You know, or if there's a program that's not functioning right, it's going to crash. Well, they said though that the kind of hard to. Reboot at forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying they were saying that the pilots kept getting the plane back on track, and it kept just nosediving until eventually they kept going lower and lower than the nosedive crash. Mm -hmm. That's what I was like. So they, yeah. Were, well, I mean, they're still those. They're still trying to identify it, but I think I think that I saw the report. They actually retrieved the the black box. Oh, they on, did on on it. And on both of them, I thought. Yeah, I yeah. Well, well, they said that it's the same. It's the same symptoms that they had in the last uh, plane crash. So uh, same exact one. Same right? exact yeah. one. So right now, those I, planes are in the U.S. too. Yeah, Southwest has the but most. They're, but they're, but I think, I think the president them. like grounded them. The, the Finally, FAA. yeah, he was. It didn't look like he was going to. Right. Oh, one hundred percent. You got to on an issue like that. Yeah. Like that is. But it's. Can you imagine being in one of those? But yeah, it definitely it's hurting Boeing right now because that's. Yeah, their stock's been down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, well, uh, rightfully so, though. I yeah. mean, that's like so you can't. Yeah. This is why I don't like flying, man. I, I really. Yeah. Like, it, it scares uh, the living shit. I remember one time when I was with WWE and you fly so much. It was the one that was the one thing that truly stressed me out more than anything, um, in just being in airports in general. But the uh, that Why Planes Crash show on TV, I made the mistake of actually watching one of those one day, and I was like, never again. I they, like the one I saw was like the panel of the plane got ripped off, and it sucked the seats out of the f like. This really happened, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't want to know about this. Have you ever seen anything while you're flying, like if you're seated at the window by the wing i keep it closed usually i don't one time not, not one time i think it was last year i had the whole row usually i'll sit aisle but i had the yeah. whole row so i went and sat window and it was like the scenery was amazing so i'm watching it and i noticed a little piece of metal on the wing was shaking yeah where it, sh it should have been flat and i'm looking closer and i couldn't tell if it was like a rivet or a bolt but it was loose Ooh. 
and it didn't look like it was anything major. It looked just like sort of, a, you know, an aluminum panel or something. Yeah. But I looked across on the other side because the plane was pretty empty. Nothing was going on on that wing. None of these other panels on this wing were, but it was just like reverberating. And I was just like, man, yep. I think I'm going to look the other way now because, I mean. That just probably don't... played a part like with the planes like landing or slowing down or something. But like they have the different like things that pop up that could help slow the plane down. It might not have been anything major, but it all plays a part. I think it was just a cover. You think? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You still don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see that at all. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that one wrestler, Tyler Rex, once, uh, towards the end of his time, he made a scene on the plane. Like, as far not, I say make a scene. I wasn't there. But he looked out the window and was convinced that the plane, before they took off, was going to crash. And he, like, told people this plane's going to crash. And he got off the plane mm-hmm. before. Did it, did it crash? The plane did not crash. Oh. But I mean, it looked, made him look really bad. I remember I, hear, like a, I remember listening to Joe Rogan podcast. He mentioned, I think, Melissa, Melissa Etheridge, the, mm-hmm. the, the singer, said that she believes that whenever she's on a plane, that the plane will never crash. I, I tell myself that, too. Yeah. You got to. So, but, but um, I remember Travis Barker, he survived a plane crash. Um, the, commercial, the, commercial airlines. It was a, it was a private, I think it was a private plane. Yeah. But, Which, by the way, I just saw John Travolta flying a plane to yeah, Russia. Yeah, he has, he has a pilot license. Yeah. And I think his, his, Dude, he, John Travolta has a Learjet and a 747 yeah. in his backyard. Yeah. He's pretty badass. I started following him on Instagram. I've always, I've well, always liked him. with the exception of Scientology. Huh? Is he part of that, too? Yeah, he's a Scientologist. Oh, Why is it I feel like everybody I like, and but I'm not into I'm Obviously, I'm not into that at all. But like well, I like tri- Tom actually, Cruise, he, John Travolta. The, the word, well, Grant the word Cardone. is that he tried to leave Scientology in the '80s. They wouldn't let him because they they knew that he was uh, into the men. Is that a real thing? Well, he's married with kids in the family. Yeah, married with kids. But, doesn't okay, mean... okay. So I've heard massage li- things when we lived yeah. in Louisville. Do you remember there was a photographer? I don't know if you ever worked with him. There was a photographer that photographed it. The movie Face Off is amazing. I don't want to. You know what? Respect. You know what? Enjoy the art. You don't have to respect the artist. No, I didn't. I'm just just saying. Just go ahead. Go ahead. So sorry, th- this photographer photographed everybody at OVW in Indiana. Ring a bell? Wait, a photographer at OVW? He lived in Indiana. He wasn't. He didn't work for OVW. I don't he remember. A, he had a hot wife. A photographer. No? Did you go to his house? Everybody should be shot. <laughs> at his house. No? no. Okay. So anyway, anyways. I'm so confused. No, okay. So before he moved back to Indiana, he was in Hollywood. Okay. And he he were he worked uh, you know on movie sets, and he was a um, a script supervisor, and he worked on Broken Arrow. Starring John Travolta, and they had say? to what they did had to liar say. I can't, they had to sign NDAs regarding and disclosure agreements for everyone listening. Travolta's requests for a certain type of <clears throat> type of male companionship. I always heard John Cena made his bus driver sign a non-disclosure agreement. I'm not even kidding. I don't think so too. Let's just say, listen, if, if Asian Joe 
looked like he was 15, he would have a first class invite into his his 747. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't expecting this conversation to get steered this way by just simply bringing up John Travolta during the plane crashes. Did you actually see a picture of his house, though? No, I haven't. I'm going to... Look, let me, I'll show you in a second here. Look at his it's, uh, When I saw it, I was just like, it's insanity, dude. It's this is his Florida house. This is He's all hearsay, a... by the way. This is, I don't believe this. This is allegedly. Allegedly. Not, all right. not from me. This is his... Uh, like his Instagram page, though. Backyard. So there's the 747. There's the Lear Jet. Holy there's the... Yeah, hell. it's insane. It's like a, it's like an airport. That's like a just a, just how long is that? That house could have at least five bowling alleys. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> that but he, like that, that is what I want. Seven, yeah, that's 747 insane. in your backyard. How the does he have a runway to? Where yeah, it's a, a run, run, he has a runway. Run, that's runway behind the right house. There. What a f- legend. Just, and he owns. He owns. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to fly my. He he's. He, he owns. I think a, a, either a seven thirty seven or another seven forty seven, and he's also got another Learjet that he keeps. That he keeps those two parked, scattered in I the wonder U.S. How long it takes to get your pilot license? Oh, you can have like hundreds and thousands of hours to get. Especially a commercial, a personal, a commercial flight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For the plane, he, he knows how to fly various planes, though. Well, I don't know if it's one one license fits all, aside from like the little Cessnas. But I'm saying, I wonder how long. When did he have time to squeeze that in? Is that before well, he got into he, acting? His, his license might not be like he can't fly the plane full of people. Yeah, Is but I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He flew his family, though. I mean, he's clearly confident. Let's see. Yeah. Fine. How long it would take? He just fly wherever he wants. That's. Man, that's. Uh, I you thought think he got like so rich or so powerful that he didn't just trust. I think I saw. To, I think his life to fly anymore. He's like, I'm gonna go get my pilot's license. No, he's 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 always had a hard on for aviation, and he was sponsored <laughs> yeah, amongst by other things. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so, sorry, he was, John. Uh, it, was, it was there. <laughs> he was like sponsored by like an airline, in a long time ago. And then eventually he like convinced them to give him a good deal on a plane. And it's like, oh, let me let me buy a seven forty seven. She's a beaut. No NDAs on that plane. <laughs> oh man! And with that, I think. Can you imagine putting that thing on autopilot and just going into the aisleway and just. <laughs> Uh, I Studying don't, science. Uh, oh man! Okay, so to obtain a commercial off, license, how uh, many hours of flying do you need, Joe? Are you back as my tech guy? A pilot, a pilot needs at least two hundred fifty hours to earn a com- commercial pilot license. So. How much schooling though is that though? Before you, I think get... nine months. Let's see, nine months of of so you you must be obviously at least eighteen years old, be able to read, uh, speak, write, and understand English. And hold at least a private pilot license or a pilot certificate. Um, yeah, like those little rinky-dink ones. Yeah. So you have to do that first yeah. before you can yeah. even graduate. To... Yeah. Those are just like the little individual plane type mm-hmm. things? Like a Cessna. Two-seater? Yeah. Two or four-seater probably, yeah. 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 So then you have to take the, the FAA written exam. I'd like to have one of those in my backyard. Yes. Yeah. But you also have to get a, a second-class medical certificate also. 
What's that for? Um, just in case, like, if someone gets sick or something like that. Oh. Uh, um, shouldn't you be flying a plane? I was just going to say, take well, yeah. the wheel. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's choking on their nuts. Well, I mean, uh, you well, know, what I'm saying. Well, what, I mean, what if you, what if also, <laughs> what about also, something happened to you, too? You know. Very real scenario there, Jake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're done. That's it. I think we're good so, for this week's show. We're going to so end it on John Travolta's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, anything you'd like to go ahead and plug? Not really, but sure. Um, uh, also, uh, Alexis Fox is hosting a variety show on March 31st in El Cid in Los Angeles. Uh, for more information, go to HiAF Show. I think. No, Hi. Asfoxshow.com, sorry. That's blurring my mind. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Webmaster Joe and follow me, and also my website, easyjoe.com. Good deal. JD? You can check out the latest and greatest customized weight belts for all the sexiest people on Instagram. On my Instagram, at IronAttitudeJD. And my new website, which should be live this week, fingers Yay. crossed. Congratulations. It's only been forever. Uh, there's just always these issues like that yeah. just come up out of nowhere, right? Like, And they're like, well, we got to resolve it first. But I believe we're there. I paid my final payment the other day, so. That's good. Ironattitudebelts.com, new and improved sometime this week. Fingers crossed. Good deal. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, my end, guys, for this show, patreon.com slash Ryback. Get the tips of the week in some uh, the unedited version. If you, uh, you like to hear the cussing, we give it to you on the Patreon uh, platform. All fan mail, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com and Amazon. I'm not going to plug the other stuff this week other than Fuel Meals. Fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code the big guy, real good foods, realgoodfoods.com. Save 15% with discount code Ryback. And a big, big thank you to Real Good Foods. And uh, they've signed on uh, once more. And we're going to be having uh, other advertisers as we just got picked up by CLNS Media. So it's uh, looking forward to that partnership. And uh, you can follow me guys on social media at CWTBG, at Ryback22, at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, The Big Guy Ryback22, Feed Me More Nutrition, and Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram, Ryback247 Ryback on Snapchat. This show is on YouTube. Please like and subscribe or subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel for clips and uh, videos of the show. Shout out to a wrestling historian on Instagram uh, for the interviews and uh, Las Vegas Skin and Beauty here in Las Vegas. Other than that, you've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. Nuts. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.